Welcome to From the Rooker End, 8.2, our third podcast of this uh, little summer break. My name is John, uh, with me is Mike. Third podcast and the second from uh, from the garden. How yeah, lovely it is, it is yeah. too. Hello. Uh, we are live from Watford fans, season ticket holders in the Rooker End, and uh, us, as well as all our little co-hosts. Uh, of, uh, little co-hosts? Well, <laughs> well, I well, think I'm bigger than most of them, I'm bigger than Jason, I'm definitely bigger than Kelly, <laughs> uh, who we'll be hearing from a bit later on. Uh, we, you know, these are our, our take on life as Watford fans, and um, we're just going to be a catch-up. A round-up. A round-up. A summary of, of everything that's been going on in pre-season um, it's a classic pre-season podcast where nothing is definite because it's just pre-season uh, and we asked you yesterday uh, on uh, at what for podcast on twitter what questions have you got and thank you to everyone for the questions because yeah. they came in there's a lot of them they yeah. flooded in didn't they and we will not answer them all because no. uh, we were not going to go on forever talking about so, Watford apologies if we didn't get to yours but do uh, don't lose heart no, we're, we're, the first one we ask from is, is from Simply Watford, and this is sort of where pre-season is all about. Pre-season is all about signings, and he does pose a quite an interesting question: Who are you most excited to see, Hughes, Chalabar, or Pereira? The return of Pereira, of course. Is there one of those particular? I mean, particularly Chalabar, who signed this week. Who are you most excited about, Mike? Um, it's a it's a very very good question. I'm. I don't know if it's excited. I think it is excited, but I, I'm going to go with. Pereira, the reason being, I think he's got quite a bit to prove. I think we there's a lot of people, me included, when you sit down and look at last season, how many players were out injured. Pereira was one of them. Zarate, I think his future is a little bit uh, more shrouded in uh, uncertainty. But there were players who didn't get a, a really good run last year, and I think Pereira was one of them. So I'm excited to see him come back. The reason being, I don't think we saw anywhere near the best of him last year. No, no. So I think he'll be... As far as I can tell, he seems one of these guys who's committed to Watford. I don't think he's one of these journeymen that's just turned up to to take the check. He looks like he plays with a smile on his face. He looks integrated into the squad. I think he just feels a part of that squad. So what I'm hoping from him is he's going to be absolutely raring to go uh, and wanting to prove himself. He'll have seen arrivals coming in in the uh, in the in the midfield. Mentioned uh, Chalabard, Will Hughes. So I think he'll be keen to, to stamp his authority on, on that side. I think most players will feel like, and this is only from the outside looking in, the impression I get is that Marco Silva has been a, like a fresh of breath air at the training ground. Mm. You can only imagine anyone other than um, uh, Matsari is going to be a breath of fresh air just because the stuff we heard about his training methods and his tactics and so on and so forth. So lovely new boss come in. Um, communication better and a whole season yawning ahead of uh, Bobby Pereira for him to prove himself and and to get some of that flair get Watford ticking get get a bit of creativity which he will have sat on the sidelines last year and watched Watford crying out for so so I think he will I think he will um, be absolutely relishing the start of the the new season and I'm relishing seeing him back in a yellow shirt I think it's uh, I think it's genuinely exciting I, the, the other two, Hughes and, and Chalabar, you know, w- cannot wait to see to see Nathaniel again in a Watford shirt uh, and see. But they, they they are very different compar- comparatively to to Roberto, very very different. And they are, you know, you clearly see he's come to this football club to show off at a peak of his career yeah. to mo- to move on. You know, the ideal situation for a player like him coming to England. What do you want to do? Show off and go and play for Manchester United. Yeah. Um, these two are something similar but definitely have a lot more to prove because they haven't played first-team football at a at top flight. I mean, Chalabar's only played 10 games for Chelsea. He's played 38 for Watford already. Yeah, exactly. I love that stat <laughs> of the minutes he played for us on, uh, 
on, on loan under under Zola. He hasn't he's got nowhere near to playing mm. playing those sort of minutes for for Chelsea. A cover off Will Hughes first. I think mm. it's in a lot of ways he's going to be similar to. Uh, Pereira, and as much as he, he'll be desperate to prove something, yeah. I think had he not had um, a, a relatively serious injury at Derby a while back, I think he possibly might have moved somewhere sooner, uh, and potentially one of the top half clubs might might have come in for him. But I think he had a, an injury which sort of um, uh, stopped his sort of uh, his his growth, if you like. So I think he'll be absolutely chomping at the bit to to, to prove something. We saw in the in the summer at the um, under twenty one Euros how good he can be um, so that you know what a lot of Watford supporters will are watching that and uh, salivating at the prospect of, of, of him playing it for Watford so what a, you know a great young talent um, homegrown vastly experienced in the championship which, which, is, which is great in English football I think is something that, that you do need to experience to, to fully understand uh, and he's done that Watford fans have seen him year in year out I think Derby fans were disappointed to see him go I think that says it all Chalabar, I think, is great, and it is another exciting signing. And the reason being, his excitement at being back. And he did a little video, a little interview, and I think it was evident that he's he talked about how he felt when he came the first the first time. He'd drive to the ground, he'd be excited about what was going to happen. And the walk up the hill, I like you mentioned the walk up the hill for yeah. the car park. Yeah, <laughs> poor old mate, I've had a long walk in. Um, but I think he's obviously excited, and he's he's made a massive decision. Because no doubt, I don't think Chelsea would have kept him. There's no doubt Chelsea would have offered him a, a contract that will pretty much have set him up for life. I think a, a contract with Watford's probably going to set you up for life now. But there's being set up for life, and there's being set up for life. Yeah. And I think that would have happened sooner at Chelsea. And he's made a a brave decision to come to a lesser club who've got win. Watford aren't going to be in Europe. Watford aren't going to be challenging at the top end of the table. But he has chosen development. And he's chosen to do that, a club that he knows and is evidently excited to be to be back at. So the two, the, his interview and the little bits we've heard from Marco Silva, they're, they are exciting. Mm. It feels like a sort of bit of a rebirth for Watford. Um, and whilst I wouldn't say any of, of Watford's signings have been groundbreaking... No. Well, perhaps that's not fair. They're two, two young players who everyone's heard of. They have the potential to be groundbreaking, yeah. but they're not... Signings where you know they're going to make a direct impact, well, to no, be groundbreaking to our football club. I don't know. I don't know if they. I don't know if they won't. I think they. They have the. I think they've been signed to do that. But what they are, the signings that opposition sports will have raised an eyebrow at and sort mm. of given us a little nod. Especially how much you paid. Yeah, fair play. Fair play <laughs> for this. So, um, I think what it, it's, it's just an indication of where we're at again, and it feels like. They feel like fresh signings. They feel like all of them feel like exciting signings. Um, so. Yeah, long story short, Pereira is the one that's really got me tingling. But th- those other guys, I think, th- they're a statement and a, and a really wonderful one too. Uh, it isn't the end of the transfer window and we definitely know more is going to happen. We have signed a, a goalkeeper, Barkman Turner Overdrive, uh, and also a, a, a right wing back, Feminia. Say? Feminia? Not sure. But, if you're listening, if yeah. you're listening, Kiko, 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 what's his name? Kiko. I don't know. Kiko. Anyway. Uh, he... I don't know. He just looks a bit, a bit, a bit too much like Demante, <laughs> the hairdresser. He, I, he, he might just do absolutely nothing. And I think, and, and I, I suppose, without going detail about him, we know that the Pozzos with their transfers will have a go at players, have a go for players. And you just think we have had a few of years that might not quite go. And I just got, he's the vibe I've got who may just be gone by Chris, by, by the January oh, transfer that's window. I, I, don't, I'm saying, I don't, I've never oh, seen I think the man play. I've never seen play, but there's that vibe I sort of get. Um, one question keeps coming up, with, with, especially with Hughes and, uh, and Chalaba being signed. 
one area where we don't necessarily, I think, have to make any more uh, signings for is our midfield. Um, we've got plenty going on and plenty of options. And several people have asked, particularly Robin HD, who's part of the WD18 uh, YouTube channel, said, uh, what is the most likely midfield lineup at the moment? Now, we can't answer that question. Um, one man who can is our mate Jason, who couldn't be here this morning. Uh, so uh, Jason sent us this message, where how he would line up the Watford midfield if the season was to start today. I think firstly we need to look at the formation we're going to use. We know Silva likes to play fast counter-attacking football with wingers. So you're probably looking at a 4-4-2 or 4-2-3-1. I think with the, the wingers we've got, we're more suited to a 4-2-3-1. So who do we have in midfield then? I think the two, you need to have a, a mixture of a sort of holding, sitting midfielder and then someone who's going to hassle and harry and run about the pitch. And I think we've got a perfect combination there in Decore and Cleverly. Decore will sit. He's good in the tackle, but also good at spraying the passes around to set those wingers on attack. Cleverly, we know he is a little harrier, hassler. He'll get about the pitch. We saw it uh, when he came on loan from Everton last season. Some of the tackles he put in, look at the one on uh, Jerry Barton in the Burnley game in particular. So that's the. I think that's the easy part, picking those two in the two in the four two three one. The three, I'd have Pereira out left, and I would start with... Isaac's success on the right, I think he brings the pace to the game that Silva's looking for. The other option there at the moment would be Berghaus, I guess. Maybe even an Amrabat, but I think success has got the, the, the pace that Silva's looking for. That leaves the number 10 role, and that's probably where it gets trickier. I think if Zarate was fit, it would be him all day long. But at the moment he's not, so we need to pick someone to play there. Kapu, a possible candidate, but I think I'd start with Will Hughes. He's had a good summer with the uh, England under 21 squad and I'd like to see him uh, given a go as the starting number 10 at this point in time uh, Someone else, or actually several people, David Levy asked uh, of, of Jason's opinion uh, Jason last two seasons has named the biggest scalp we were going to get firstly Liverpool and then Manchester United last year uh, and they want to know who Jason thinks will be Watford's biggest scalp. Jason, who is it? We're going to break a few hoodoos with this one We've seen recently we've not liked the second half of the season. We've not liked playing at Wembley and we've definitely not liked playing Spurs. But in late April, at the home of football, we're going to do them. Trust me. I like the way someone asked for two scalps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's progression. <laughs> That's progression. Jason's uh, sensibly uh, decided not to name two. But, uh, yeah, I like the way people are... We're demanding more now. We want more. We want more. We yeah. want two. There, there's several questions. Um, actually, uh, Jacob... Uh, Jacob uh, Coleshaw and also our mate Andy Lewis. Oh, congratulations uh, on your grand- graduation, Andy. Well oh, yes, done. Master. Stop, stop moaning that it was so early in the morning. Come on, man. <laughs> I know as a student you probably hadn't seen that time for uh, for many years, but yeah, well done, mate. Both asking about who's under threat in the squad. And we, I have been working on the depth chart, and if you go to the uh, the page on fromtherookend.com for this podcast, 8.2, uh, you can see the depth chart as it stands uh, at this on this point mid- midway through July who the, the area we think it's going to be you look at it Mike it's that midfield we've already heard Barami rumours before the end of the season we know that his knees aren't the greatest in the world and he probably would want to make a step now rather than diminish his, his time here uh, and leave and hobble out of here almost mm. um, is there anybody else who you sort of see as, a, as, as possibly going I wonder about Kapoor 
By the way, you did say at the end of last season, you can make a case for every single player to stay and every single player to leave. Yeah, and I think I think that still still stands stands true. I think the important thing to remember is we're still in the infancy of the transfer window. There's still a long way to go. There's still a lot of business to be done um, by a lot of clubs. I don't think that it doesn't feel like the wheels have really clicked into motion at all yet. So I, I stand by that. Um, it does feel like there's it does still feel like there's quite a bit bubbling under in terms of our squad and certainly everyone else's. So. Yeah, I, I, I think that's still very much the case. But I do, you look at who's arrived, you look at the sort of the youngsters, I think we'll be wanting, you know, Chalibur and, and Hughes, I think we'll be wanting to make, make use of them. We've mentioned um, Pereira, Decore as well, Jace, Jace mentions as well. So these are all guys that we're, we're looking at as being the, the future, really, of, of Watford Football Club. Capu, he's had two years with us now and there's been played for only about one of those well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you know and I think we, we, no, we're not saying anything that no one else has seen with their, their own eyes incredibly talented player doesn't leave it all out on the pitch uh, often enough so with that in mind um, can he get away with that any any longer especially when there is such incredible um, competition for mid- midfield places um, so is it easier for him to, 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 to get we'll, we'll get we'll recoup five million quid for for him and he can go off to someone else in the Premier League or or a move abroad um, it might be easier for him than to, to knuckle down and, 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 and force Marco Silva to play him in his side If he was to say I do think he would if he plays the way he has played the competition would, would, would make him not get his, yeah. his, his first place well, it, 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 We talked about the, the desire the clear desire that's going to be for, for Hughes and Chalabar with Decore and you sort of wonder with them and even Cleverly who isn't that much older than them that sort of Gang ment- mentality and that sort of connection that they can make yeah. as players probably would outdo Capu. Yeah, you're right. You mentioned cleverly there, and that sort of sounds like a real solid Premier League mm. uh, midfield unit, doesn't it? And competition is, is vital in this in this division. I think we we are struggling for for competition elsewhere, um, but I think uh, yeah, just having you're right. That feels like a little gang, doesn't it? Like mm. you can imagine them in the in the school playground being um, <laughs> the cool kids that everyone wants to to be with and. Yeah, I think for me, Capu is the one that is is toss of a coin. I think if decent money comes in and it's something that interests and it's a move that interests him, uh, I think we are, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go at all. I'd be sorry to see him go because I think he's uber talented. I think he's fantastic on his day. He can produce super stuff. Perhaps we ought to sell him at the end of August after the first couple of games when the sun's gone in. <laughs> Other people, uh, several people asking about Berghaus. Um, we know he's gone and won a championship uh, in Holland. Clearly would have learned a lot from that experience, especially the running that they had. But Hazel Roberts uh, and also STGWFC uh, asked, do you think he stays or goes? I'm not. If he goes, I don't think he's quite going to go as easy as he did before. You would love to know how he is in this training, in this pre-season. His attitude, has it changed? We don't know why he left. He didn't leave to go to a, a tin pot club. He went to a club that actually went on and won a national championship. You want him to stay just to see what he can do, don't you? Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the quality of the area divisie. I don't know what it's like in in Holland. I don't know how much competition. But that's but, that, but in terms of learning, though, that's the steps that you need for sending someone out on loan. Good to be playing week in and week out. Good to be playing week in week out with a in a championship winning side and yeah there was there was those of us with Sky Sports will have seen him turning in some pretty decent decent performances and 
I think it's always very, very difficult. And I know I said with Pereira, him coming back, it's, I'm looking forward to that. It's all, the answer is, is all too often someone that we just haven't seen for a while. Oh, he'll he'll come back and he'll be great. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah. Just we don't know him. He's he's the savior. In the same way we talked about success last year, when everyone was talking, was he, if he comes in, he was the answer. He wasn't the answer, no. and that is the, the the trap you can easily fall in. Yeah, but because of what he's done, you do want to see what he could possibly do, don't you? What would be great is if the plan worked. You know, he we, we brought him over. He's developed elsewhere. He's won a championship. He's come back and he hits the ground running in the Premier League. I mean, that would be superb. Perfect. I would love nothing more than for Steven Berghaus to be a rip-roaring success um, and to play 40 games for us for us next season in Watford's championship winning uh, <laughs> championship winning season. The the honest truth is, I have no idea. I haven't seen anywhere near enough of him in a Watford shirt. I haven't seen anywhere near. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen him play 90 minutes. I've seen bits and bobs yeah. on Sky Sports Five when they show their their Dutch action. Uh, and I've obviously checked it out when he when he's done well, but I, I haven't seen him play ninety minutes. And I think the other thing, you know, as Jason alluded to, what we what um, what what formation are we going to see under Marco Silva? Does he fit into that? And mm. there's a lot of unknowns. Um, I think what it is is great because there's a player on everyone's lips again, and it's it's someone that we've got in the club, and there's a decision to make. We're not trying to bring him in. The great thing is, if if the worst comes to the worst, he goes. And I think there's we've seen from the um, the Feyenoord fans, they're pretty keen. There's been lots of memes and yeah. uh, and uh, and images and and tweets about about keeping hold of him. So we're in quite a good position in as much as if we want him, he's ours. If not, then I think he's not going to be disappointed to go to to Feyenoord and he's going to be well loved there. So it should hopefully have a happy ending, one way or the other. But my dear wish is that he he succeeds because it's, it's another little feather in the cap for the Pozzos, isn't it and it's that he's come in gone out learnt his trade and now we get the benefit that would that would be the ideal for me and yeah his little smiling face seeing his little smiling face on that video was quite nice wasn't it really so uh, I'd like him to do well but we'll see the jury's out for me a podcast made by Watford fans, fans. for Watford fans from the rookery end the other question that came in from Steve, 64AV8OR, I'm sure there's some sort of clever use there uh, of the word. Uh, more topical, uh, what bet did success lose to have to dye his hair orange? Now, we can't answer that question. Who? What do we know about it? We're old. We need to talk to the youth. Mike's son is called Arlo, and his surname is Parkin. And this is our feature, Michael Parkinson. <laughs> Welcome to the Michael Parkinson. Uh, with me is Arlo. Hello, Arlo. Hello. How's your summer going? Good. Have you seen Isaac Siss's new haircut yet? What do you think? He looks very bald. Bald? <laughs> but he's got he's got orange hair. Yeah, but they're, they're just little spikes, and that makes him look bald. Do you like it? Yeah. Is it going to make him better better footballer? No. <laughs> oh. Thank you very much, Arlo. Bye, John. We're the Orns. You're the Orns. There's another. Well, there's actually another four episodes of Hornet Heaven on the way. Uh, four episodes in four days from the fourth of August. Uh, it's the first time Ollie's written uh, episodes that have one continuing story throughout them. So make sure you go over to Hornet Heaven, find them on iTunes, uh, and uh, subscribe, ready to get those episodes on a daily basis from the 4th of August. Uh, here's a little trailer to tease what's coming. Walter Bloody Missouri doesn't speak English. 
doesn't wave to the fans. Mazari out! Mazari out! Mazari's not going to change his ways. That's no reason to throw yourself off the roof. I wonder if there's an after-afterlife. If there is, and Mazari's still manager, and I killed myself again, would there be an after-after-afterlife? Mazari is out! And when it rains, you're shining down for me. And I just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. Just like a rainbow, you know you set me free. And I just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. I tell you, Bill, I'm so glad 2016-17 is over. It would be splendid if the Mazari cloud turned out to have a silver lining. Mike, for a game, you you must. Uh, what for a game you must worry? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as so, what happens after after a Watford game? I can <laughs> yeah. never get to sleep, so I'm sort of dissecting what happened, um, and then as soon as I've done with that, I'm on to worrying about the next one. So uh, yeah, it's all consuming. That's why I'm enjoying my summer quite frankly, <laughs> and your wife as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she's not she's not my wife. <laughs> yeah, and and your loved ones as well. Yeah. Um, so I've got an idea. Okay. We need to find the lucky Watford item hmm. if we can find the lucky Watford item takes all the pressure off gone yeah removed yeah if we know maybe not every game but we know we can control it better so here's our proposal we want you to tell us about your lucky Watford items it might be a scarf it might be a mug it could be a pair of underpants it could be absolutely anything that you think is lucky that you wear for superstition reasons maybe but you wear it or you use it uh, before a Watford game and you know that it is more successful, Watford are more successful when you operate, use this, this item. Have it on your person? Yeah, wherever, wherever, wherever it is. It might be in your pocket, it might be, it might be, it might be under, under your trousers or skirt. Wherever it is, we want to find out about them. And we're going to set up the thing called the Lucky Item League, where you will have to play your item on a certain number of games in a certain time frame. So, say, so let's say uh, over eight games, you've got to play it three times. In our league. If you do well, of course, you go up the league. Uh, and the one that wins the the, the the league will be the winner. We might go to knockout. We might see how... But basically, we need to see how many items, lucky what items we can find to put and how we're going to develop it. Is it going to be like the World Cup? We're going to add another, 30, another 16 teams, another eight teams. Uh, it changes the competition slightly. So, if you go to fromtherookend.com forward slash lucky item, uh, there is a link to go to our form where you can tell us your name and your details uh, and what it is you find lucky. Uh, it might be a, a thing you do. It might not necessarily just be an, an item. But does, this, does this count? It could be going to a pub and ordering a certain drink. When we're, For about 10 years, mm. me and my brother and um, Will and uh, Tom Holman, Ian Burke, a couple of our friends, we used to, uh, hello if you're listening chaps, we always used to park at Watford Met right. and walk in from there. And we had a lucky car parking space. I can't remember what number it was, but we always the, the car park was always empty because no one parks at Watford Mitt. So we could have the, the choice, but we always parked in the same one. For about 10 years, <laughs> we did this. And then on one occasion, uh, we got the train. We didn't drive. On a couple of occasions, we, we got the train. We didn't drive. And my brother, I think it was his idea. He's super superstitious. <laughs> on the outside, Andy's like quite normal. Yeah. 
but he is ridiculously superstitious. Uh, he's the one that, if you remember, he threw his last Rolo on the pitch at Vicarage Road to show his love for uh, for Watford Football Club. Um, he had what was called the shrine in his bedroom. He painted yeah. the logo on. <laughs> so yeah, he's 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 not really right, but. Um, <laughs> He decided that because we weren't able to park in the lucky car parking space, he brought with him a toy car and put that in the lucky car parking <laughs> space. So I'm not sure if that necessarily worked. So the lucky car parking space, I guess, was our thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't be ashamed. We know we're, we're football supporters. We're all superstitious. Yeah. We all have our little routines. We all have something, whether it's, you know, a little 10p that you have to sort of stroke three times before kickoff or yeah. whether it's, you know, your pair of glasses that you have to put in your top pocket just when, when Z cars kicks off or whether you have to stand on one leg when they're doing the coin toss. Anything like that, just let us know. But you need to be prepared to test it. You need to be prepared to test it. It's sort of scientific, it's sort of mathematical, uh, but we really hope that in the end, you and I, uh, and we all, will feel much happier as Watford fans. So you go to fromtherecreant.com forward slash lucky item. Click on the link and it will send you to the form where you need to fill out your detail. Tell us a little bit about it. What is it? What is it that you do? Anything like that. Uh, and we will make being a Watford fan much more comfortable. Are you the lucky item? It might be you. It could be the you. Well, our friend Curtis from, uh, from Denver... He never saw Watford lose. He never saw Watford with the same manager either, did he? That's Actually. true as well. <laughs> so it's not, not entirely lucky for if you're, a, if you're a, an employee. Of the luck club. is, well, what, if, if you're lucky, someone else is unlucky, aren't they? Well, I suppose, yeah. Uh, so get in touch uh, and we'll, uh, the league will be in play, hopefully in time, for the beginning of the season. From the com forward slash lucky item. Get on it, you lucky, lucky people. Uh, do you play fantasy football, Mike? Yes, without fail, for two weeks at the start of every single season. <laughs> the um, same, I'm the same. Uh, yeah, and then realise I've picked a, an awful team, forgot to make a substitute, and half my team has been red carded. And yeah, not really. Uh, I've the, I'm exactly the same, um, but I don't know why. I've always wanted to be better at it, but I think the better might be do. You know, you've got to be in it to win it. Absolutely right, John. Yes. Uh, so I've, I've taken the challenge. Um, our friend uh, Kelly Sommers. Uh, who works the Premier League and presents the, for, on their on their international service? She's a TV star. Yeah, <laughs> an international TV star. She's been viewed um, by about a billion people on TV on a regular basis. Famous, yeah. super famous. And she does a lot of roundups uh, and information and analysis of, of fantasy football. And so she, uh, uh, we're going to give her a call and uh, to see what she has to say to help me uh, this year in my fantasy football journey quest for glory. Kelly, you put a tweet out saying, oh, fantasy football's back, brilliant, I'm going to get my team together, or some word to that effect. And I said, ah, I I always sign up for fantasy football, get a team, and then forget about it. And you said, no, you've got to do it. I've got to do it. Now, now tell me why have I got to do it? Firstly, that sounds a bit like Walter Mazzari last season, doesn't it? And then not not towards the end. But um, because it's addictive, firstly, which is probably a reason maybe you shouldn't do it, but... It gives you a real interest in how all other teams are doing. Right. Um, and I love it because obviously at weekends, I, we, all, we all look out for Watford's results. But it's really nice. Like normally I wouldn't, like next season I wouldn't really care how other mid-table teams are doing other than to affect Watford. But it does give you a real interest in other teams and you're always looking at 
say Newcastle score next season, someone might have Matt Ritchie in their team and then straight away you're looking. It just gives an added interest, makes the whole weekend a bit more interesting. And also it's quite fun. The worst thing is I used to always put Troy Deeney in and when Troy didn't play last year, I took him out. Admittedly, he never got any better, but I am quite superstitious with it as well. But it just gives you a whole interest and it's really good all... I think how many of your mates like football. I don't know about you, but loads of mine do. And it just gives a bit of competitiveness in the office um, with friends and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's, um, I'm a big advocate of it, but it is addictive, just a warning. So I, I have actually signed up and I picked a team. Good. Um, and I hummed and hard a lot about putting Troy Deeney in because, uh, well, we know how much of a bad season he had last year, um, <laughs> to his own admission. So the only Watford players I've picked is Holobas and Decore. Now, I think Decore was a little bit out of hope, um, yeah. but also my, my love of Holobas. But you you don't think Holobas is the right man? I think any Watford defender is incredibly risky. Ooh. Last season, they were just not worth anything. The only player last season that was really any good in the first half of the season was Etienne Capu. And I know what fans are going, but he's lazy, he didn't care by the end of the season, but he scores goals. And ultimately, that's where fantasy is a little bit different. Assists, goals and clean sheets pretty much mm. are the the things that get you points. And if it's goalkeeper saves, like last season, Burnley's Tom Heaton was the best because he made so many saves. He's actually gone up in price this season. Holibas got a lot of assists, but with him, you're always at risk of yellow cards and suspensions and oh, he, okay. when he did get those suspensions you then lose him for a couple of games and it's not you can sub him out and put him yeah, on we say, yeah I've, got, I've got some subs but it's just risky you've always got a player there surely you want a sub that's going to be a bit more reliable and Watford I don't know what Watford of this season will do but last season they did leak goals just having a defender was just pointless Troy is a good I don't know I haven't looked at his price for this season but you, you can get three strikers and it's always good to get two more expensive ones and then one kind of budget cheaper striker All right. Troy Troy often is a little bit too expensive for a cheaper striker, but he is quite a good option if, say, you're going to have a really expensive striker and, and two mid-priced ones. Um, so I wouldn't discount him, and I will probably still put him in because my team mostly is called Troy's Boys, and it feels a bit weird starting with Troy's Boys without Troy, and it's like a loyalty thing, but <laughs> I might have got rid of him after the first few weeks. <laughs> no, you see, my, my big, my big uh, uh, spends uh, were on, and I didn't do this, there was no strategy. So I sort of went through the names and I sort of picked them out. But I've got three Tottenham players. I've got Ericsson, Son, uh, Son and Kane. Um, but I, I, but then my, my three strikers I picked are Defoe, Kane and Ings. So Ings was my slightly cheaper one. Defoe is my sort of, well, I know he's done it. And Kane is the one where you want to go, I, I feel he's going to play more often than maybe some of the other, the other players in the other bigger teams. First one says Kane, the best choice like he is one of the most consistent fantasy football performers, a bit like he is in real life, really. He will get goals week in, week out, and that Tottenham team score goals because of the type of football they play. Um, looking at the looking at the other um, Tottenham players, actually, Son will get points, but he was liable to rotation last season. Oh yeah, true. So he won't play week in, week out. So I would I would look at how not you can see loads in pre-season. Ultimately, at the beginning of the season is very very important. Obviously, you're stuck with them, but you will very quickly that everyone after the first week goes, oh, why the hell have I picked him? He's obviously going to be benched every week. That's kind of part and parcel. Ericsson, I had him most of last season. Brilliant. He's a set-piece taker. That's another thing to look at. If they're a set-piece taker, they're going to get assists and they might get goals as well. Look at who takes corners for a team because obviously they're going to get assists. Like, for example, when Andy Carroll's fit, you want to look at who is taking corners for West Ham, right, for okay. example. Um, and maybe, maybe the same with Watford. If, if Troy Deeney starts off well, 
look at who's putting the corners in because maybe he's going to get headers. I don't know. Um, looking at the other strikers, I think Spurs is a brilliant shout as well. I probably they would probably be too hard. Look, I haven't finished my team yet. Ings, I would say no. Your budget striker, what you want to do. So Negredo was a good one last year. Although Middlesbrough didn't score loads of goals, he was going to play week in, week out, and if they were going to score, it was going to be him. So I wouldn't go for a cheap striker from a top club because the likelihood is they're not going to get many goals and they're not even going to play every week. Oh, you, you can't, you, I've got to think about this Sorry really, haven't I? You. I've got to think about this. I can't just do it willy-nilly, can I? No, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to offer you more advice. <laughs> well, no, no, I've got, oh, I've got, no I have to make mistakes. If, you, if I'm going to learn about this fantasy football this year, I'm not expecting to be great at it straight away. But if I'm going to learn about it, uh, then I yeah, should. Yeah. Uh, then I, I need to make some mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, it, it's signed up. Uh, I've just set one of those leagues up. Can we set up from the? Is it, can you set leagues up, Kelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the more leagues you're in, the better. The more fun it is. You can also do head to head, where you can like do you and Mike create a team and go against each other each week. Um, and then you could like see who comes out on top at the end of the season, kind of get points for who come, who gets more points and stuff. So that's okay. quite interesting as well. All right. Well, uh, I'll I'll, try, I'll, set up a, I'll set up a from the Rooker End uh, League, and uh, any listeners who are signed up can uh, can get involved as well. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much, Kelly. No problem. Cheers. Bye. A podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans. This is from the Rookery End. Thank you very much for listening to From the Rookery End, uh, another pre-season podcast. Uh, it might be our last one, actually, uh, with life getting in the way of this fun and games that we have. Not uh, the last one ever. No, 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 of this pre-season. Before the big season kicks off at home to Liverpool. Um, can, I, we, can I just say, before, um, before we wrap up, I have, I've been in quite, as I mentioned earlier, I've been quite uh, enjoying the, uh, the summer rest. I'm slowly building up ready for the, for the start of the season. I've got a lovely two weeks in France uh, yawning ahead of me, which I'm quite looking forward to. Lots of red wine and cheese. But what did get me going um, was the evening of, uh, I think was it Thursday evening when Watford announced the the signing of uh, of Chalabar. Yeah. Um, and also, a big shout out to uh, Balotti on um, Twitter, <laughs> yeah. who's doing a, a sterling job of reporting on all the various... Um, and, and probably trans- not much else. Yeah, transfer rumours. <laughs> yeah, I hope, he, I hope if he has got a job, his uh, his boss doesn't follow him on Twitter because... Oh, uh, he has got a wife or girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, but he's doing a terrific job. And what I like, you know, he's doing it very sort of scientifically, rounding up all the um, all the stories and reporting them via Twitter. So very worth a follow. And he's, what he's done is also sort of picked up on which journalists tend to have a more accurate steer on on Watford so fair play to him the other thing that's worth mentioning is Matt Rowson's The List oh. as well because that literally lists every player who's been linked no matter how spurious the the link um, so two two outlets there worth uh, worth looking at as always so well done to those guys but what what did get me my juices flying a little bit was the detective work that that was on show on Twitter when um, Talabar and Fitz uh, posted a picture of him waiting in a room <laughs> with Fitz Hall <laughs> on Thursday night and Twitter being Twitter and, and, and football fans being the wonderful breed that we are everyone swung into action some people were, were um, analysing the, the wood panelling yeah, that was visible that was on the outside one, yeah. some people were, were, were analysing the arm of the chair other people were looking at the floor the position of the light 
Um, it was absolutely terrific. And I think within about 15 minutes, there was irrefutable evidence that, that Chalabar was at the Watford training ground, um, which pretty much, I reckon, forced Watford's hand into, into, into announcing it that evening. Perhaps not, but it was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Just the absolute thirst and desire for Watford supporters to get this, uh, get this move over the line. It was, it was very, very entertaining, very good fun. So well done to everyone that got involved uh, uh, in that. I thought it was, uh, it was brilliant. But of course, overall, well done for Chalabar for choosing yeah. Watford and for, for Gino and Scott for getting another fabulous deal over the line. But yeah, that did... Uh, like that was good. That was great. That was a welcome bit of uh, uh, excitement over the uh, over the close season. Uh, we'll be back again uh, after the the Liverpool game. Uh, it's an early kick off. Remember that. Don't want to be late. Uh, and it's on the television as well around the world. Uh, the second game of the season. So technically, I think if there was a draw on the Friday night, that we would, could be top of the league. Well, if we win, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> could be. If, I mean, if. I, yeah, I, I didn't if. say will be or yeah. must. I well, did. Could be. Yeah, I think we'll win. Uh, Mike. Is 17th enough? I'm going to, you're going to say, oh, that's fine. That, that's, should I target me or should we have a bigger, better target than that this year? At this stage of the game, sat in the garden in July. We've talked about the, the new feeling that's around Watford. Marco Silva's making all the right noises. Everyone feels positive about him. The signings that come in uh, are lo- looking to be ones that are adding immediately to the squad. So, no, I don't think 17th personally would be enough. Yes, we stay in the division, but I think... You want to see a performance that uh, performances on a regular basis. So we can get behind the supporters, run a little bit of excitement, and we need to see that incremental improvement. And that means not finishing 17th. I think anything sort of 14th, perhaps upwards. I think mm. is going to be is is an obvious improvement. Um, but we'll probably indicate that we've had a had a reasonable season. I'd like to see us getting much much closer to halfway than we than we than we did last year um i think all the um all the signs are good so far but obviously you know the, the proof of the pudding's in the eating long way to go we've uh, had our traditional uh couple of um uh disappointing pre-season <laughs> results we lost uh we lost to wimbledon but i think it we were unable to make it there my boy was playing in his in his football tournament so we, we couldn't get along but Enough, you know. It's it's the start of the, it's the start of the journey, isn't it? Still, it feels like it really kicked off with that Wimbledon game. And I think I think it was Alice uh, Alice Arnold. Get check out her blog, Confessions of a Groupie. I think yeah. it's called. Um, so she mentioned. I think there's a direct correlation. Good pre, good preseason, bad season. Poor preseason, excellent season. So if we lose all our preseason games, right. and then yeah, I think we're <laughs> we're in for a good season. Um, but yeah. Um, well, get along to those. Really, really sad to to say I can't get to the to the Graham Taylor games because of the the one at Villa or the one at, at Vicarage Road because because I'm out of the country and uh, and uh, the rest of, the, of our guys are the, from the Korean team. Are, are well, I was already for the 29th in Watford. I was already for the 29th in Watford. Organised babysitters in the lot. Yeah, and then I can't get to Villa. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I'm really, really, really disappointed very, that, that I can't very, get along very, to them, and um, it's a shame we can't we can't podcast from there. But I would urge as many people to to get along there and and yeah, just be part of that day. I think you know I don't think we're going to have any trouble keeping keeping the name alive and and paying respects as as time moves on. But um, yeah, just to flag up, we won't be there. We're really disappointed, um, but. Yeah, I know that, that that Watford will do do everyone proud, and yeah, get down there if you can. If you're umming and ahhing, stop umming and ahhing. Just just get down there to to either game, and um, uh, and yeah, let's pay, pay pay respects. And uh, yeah, but new season on the horizon. Can't wait. Super excited, super enthusiastic, and really optimistic as well. I think there's a new broom sweeping through Watford again. Um, but this one feels this one feels great. Bring it on. Bring Come it on, on you ones.